Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to, adjusting to stay-at-home mom life so that I can help other women with their motherhood journey or work-life balance journey and let go and make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. I'm so excited to have you join us for another episode. If you are new, Welcome, welcome. I'm equally excited to have you join us as well. So the way that this podcast usually works is that I share a journal entry of mine and I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I knew in the thick of the struggle about eight years ago. So today though, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Um, I wanted to talk about um, people pleasing and how, you know, in the midst of being a people pleaser, we think we're actually being selfless. And, um, but it's really not the case. So, um, the reason that I want to, you know, want to touch on this is because, uh, a couple of weeks ago I was at a networking group and we were doing a discussion round table. And one of the moms shared that she still makes her bed, uh, makes the bed for her 20 something year old son. She still does his laundry for him. And she, recognized in the moment as we were having the conversation that um (laughs) it's really not serving him and it's exhausting her but in her mind she justified it because um she was helping him and you know he's busy with school and work and he you know doesn't have time to do these things meanwhile she's also busy running a business of her own and doesn't have lots of time to do these things so Um, she was getting to the point where she felt like she didn't want to do it anymore, but she felt really guilty. And she felt like, you know, am I being selfish by not doing these things for my son any longer? So, um, I think, and you know, all of the women that were sitting at the table, we all related to that on some level, um, especially when it comes to helping, um, our children or our partner or our spouse, uh, we get hung up a little bit on, um, what is, you know, what is selfless and what is not. And so um, I think it's really important to, to break those two things down um, because when we get stuck in this, um, this thought process of being selfless and borderline people pleasing, um, it can be exhausting. And so really what happens is when we get into this mode, um, there are a lot of things that factor in our need for people pleasing. So, uh, when we get stuck in this people pleasing mode, um, it's sometimes it's how we get our validation and our approval from others. And so, because we feel as though when we've suffered trauma and we haven't worked through that and done the healing work, um, we feel like we are unworthy and we often have low self-esteem. And so doing these things, we feel like, we're making other people happy. So it's making us feel happy and it's giving us a sense of value and worthiness. Sometimes we do it because we want to avoid the um, conflict that comes along with telling people no, and um, also the rejection. And so when we um, do these things, we um, are really trying to avoid the possibility of being hurt or abandoned or um, seen as selfish. And so, um, also times too, it's a survival mechanism. So, uh, when you, um, have been living in survival mode for so long, we, you tend to be hypervigilant 
and you'll do things to meet the needs of others and um, stabilize their mood as a way to protect yourself from harm. And then um, sometimes we just aren't even aware that we're doing it because it's been something that we've done for so long, the people pleasing. Um, that also too, it when we don't have the awareness because we've been doing it so long, we don't see how it impacts our own healing journey. And it's really our way of avoiding ourselves from our own pain and suffering um, because we're focusing on others instead of ourselves. And then also too, guilt and shame can be the drivers of being a people pleaser. Um, because it makes us think like if we're doing all these things for the people in our lives, then it means that I'm doing nothing wrong. Um, because I'm being accommodating to them. I'm being receptive to what they're saying they need from me. And I'm doing all the things that I'm being asked. So that's, um, where, um, like the different factors come in that, that can drive people pleasing behavior. Um, and really when you're a people pleaser, you really are doing whatever you can to make other people happy. And it's oftentimes at the sacrifice of your own needs. And so, um, the, but when we're selfless, we're, we're doing these things, not for any of those reasons that I just stated, we're doing it because it genuinely brings us joy to help others and, um, get them what they need and how they need it. And so we're really at that point when it's the motive is the motivation is different. We're not um, doing it from a place of people pleasing. Then it really is coming from a place of being selfless. But um, the problem is, is that when we are being a people pleaser, we're sacrificing our own happiness for other people. And so uh, we feel like we have to show up for others, even when we don't want to, um, because we're miserable and it's really tough for us to balance the, us being happy and the other people aren't. So when it all boils down to it, when we've been in this people pleasing mode for so long and we're miserable, we become resentful, we become angry. And, and oftentimes we are confused you know, we don't understand, like, why don't they ever consider me? Uh, why does it always have to be about them? And it's because we've conditioned them for it to be that way. We've communicated to others that we don't matter and they don't need to consider us. They don't need to take, um, to take our thoughts, our feelings, anything into consideration and that it's okay to continue putting themselves first, that they don't have to prioritize us because we don't prioritize us. And so, um, you know, I just shared the example of the mom at the networking group who um, is, you know, doing things for her son that he very well can do for himself. And at first, I think it started off as a selfless thing, like, oh, he's so busy. Let me give him a hand. But now she's at the point where she's becoming resentful and angry because he's not doing anything to help her. He's not reciprocating the help. And there are many things that he can do. Um, to reciprocate that, like starting dinner because he's home before her, um, you know, grabbing the mail, taking the trash out, little things like that. And it's the assistance and the help isn't being reciprocated. And so I think that's one way where we're like, we, it forces us to recognize if we're being selfless or um, if we're being like stuck in people pleaser mode. And I think the other thing too, is that we often feel like we have to put the needs of others first. We've been conditioned to believe that and think that and feel that. 
and before our own um, in order to be liked, loved, seen, worthy, you know, validated, all of those things. And so we worry that if we stop the people pleasing, that we're going to be seen as selfish and entitled and, you know, arrogant or egotistical or all of those things. And we don't, you know, that's the last thing that we want. And so um, there were so many times that I've engaged in people pleasing behavior. The one thing that comes to my mind, and I think I've shared this, this example before, um, but my mom was in college working on her undergrad and degree, and she had to do a photography class and um, it was nude photos. And I said, sure, mom, I'll help you. No problem. And so I did these nude photos for my mom because I did not want her to get a bad grade. And there was, I didn't know who else she was going to ask. And so did I really want to do it? Not really. Um, But I felt like, oh, this is, you know, my mom's done so much for me. And at the same time, not so much. Um, But it was like this moment of, you know, I can't let her fail. I have to, I have to do this for her. And it was totally this um, people pleasing uh, enmeshed behavior. And she ended up doing really well on the assignment. Um, But there are other times where I've gotten stuck in people pleasing behavior where I've stayed at jobs longer than I wanted to, because I didn't want to disappoint my boss for leaving. And, and I worried like, oh my gosh, if I leave, what are they going to do without me? What are they going to think of me? They're going to think I'm irresponsible. Um, and it was like this crazy internal dialogue that had me stay for years longer than I wanted to. And those are like some extreme things, but I mean, people pleasing, uh, there are so many different examples of people pleasing behavior. Um, and it's like I said, it's so easy to fall into the trap. And so if you're wondering, you know, how do you figure out if you're stuck in the people pleasing behavior, it's um, go, we can go back to that list that I mentioned earlier. So are you um, stuck in the people pleasing behavior because you have this really strong desire to help others and um you're helping them, but you're still able to prioritize your own needs and your own wants and your own desires. If the answer is yes, then perhaps it's not people-pleasing. But if you cannot prioritize your own needs and your own expectations and help others, it's probably an unhealthy situation. And so um, so going back to that list, like, are you helping them for validation and self-worth? Are you looking for some sort of approval from them by helping them? Or are you trying to get out of a conflict that you don't, you know, that you want to avoid? Are you um, like just being hypervigilant because you're stuck in super survival mode? Are you um, really not even aware that you're doing it because you've been conditioned to put other people first and you're looking to um, numb out your own pain and your own struggles so you don't have to address them? Or do you feel like an immense amount of guilt and shame for not wanting to um, for not wanting to do it? And so then you do it anyway. And so those are some ways that you can check in to see if you actually are stuck in these people pleasing patterns within your relationships, um, just within your family unit, but also with, within your work unit. Um, and so the importance is to have that self-awareness 
to recognize that you are in people pleasing mode, uh, but then also take some time to reflect on why you're doing it. What is the motivation behind the people pleasing behavior? And when you can take that time to um, to garnish that awareness, and it's not going to happen the first time necessarily. It takes sometimes lots of times for that awareness to develop, and it usually happens after the fact. So after you've had time to process, you go, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just did that. I just got stuck in people pleaser mode. Whoa. Um, it allows you to then dissect how did it happen? What did the person say to you? What were you feeling inside when they were asking something of you? And then you can use that information for the next time the situation comes up because each time you um, you do it and you catch yourself, it's going to be easier and it's going to give you more information to work with moving forward. So um, it's important to recognize that um, oftentimes when we're in people-pleasing mode, we're tolerating way more than we should, way more than we should. And so... Um, that's exhausting in and of itself. And so when you can recognize that you're doing the people pleasing behavior and it's not from a selfless place um, and you are not being selfish for saying no, that you don't want to do it, it allows you to break free from it. And so does it show up every now and then? Sure does. Um, because we're human and we have people, you know, relationship with others, with ourselves, um, within our community. So there are times where it's going to pop back up. Um, but the key is that the more you do it, it will pop up less. And so, and when you do get stuck in it, it's going to be smaller tasks that you've been asked to help with things that feel less, um, heavy, you know, less burdensome. And so, um, it's really important that you, when you are demonstrating this selflessness, um, you start with yourself um, because it's going to allow you to to engage in self-care. So you're going to feel more rested, more energized. <clears throat> and like you want to engage with people more because you're not going to be depleted. You're not going to be angry. You're not going to be resentful. And so it's going to allow the relationships that you have to be so much healthier because you're not going to be stuck in that people pleasing mode. You're going to let go of that feeling of being selfish for giving yourself first priority and engaging in self-care because you're going to feel so much better and people are going to notice it too. And you're going to stop tolerating the things that you don't want in your life and you're going to let them go. And sometimes what happens, you know, we, we do people pleasing behaviors because we're afraid to let go of the people who um, are asking things of us. But sometimes when that happens, it frees up your space to be in a relationship with someone who values more and they're not expecting these things of you that you really don't want to do. And so it's, it's all about finding the right balance and just checking in with yourself before you say yes to someone are you helping them out of obligation or are you helping them because it's going to bring you joy? And I think that's one of the biggest um, ways to check in with yourself before you say yes to someone to gauge whether it should be a yes or a no. And I think the biggest thing too, is that we are sometimes respond like automatically without giving ourselves that space to think. And so um, if you have not listened to uh 
a previous episode, check out the pop-up Halloween's pop-up Halloween Snapchat party gone wrong episode. And that episode talks a lot about giving yourself space to pause before making a decision before um, responding. And so that is often what we need to do when we are asked by someone to do something for them. We need to not answer immediately. We need to take a deep breath and give ourselves that space. And, you know, it's just a matter of a second, but it can allow us that space to say, you know what, I don't want to say yes to this. And so I'm going to say no. And I think the hardest thing is, is saying no. And that's the other thing we get stuck in, in people pleasing. Um, and then we convince ourselves later that we're selfless and we're doing it because it brings us joy to help people, maybe not that particular person, but people in general. And so when you can say no, it's really great that you get to the place where you don't, you realize that you don't know anyone an explanation. Um, but you, if you feel like you do, you can just keep it brief and say, thank you so much for thinking of me. Uh, but this is not a great time because my schedule is pretty full but maybe you could check back in next time. And that next time doesn't mean that you have to say yes either. Um, Because you're just telling them like, not this time, but maybe next time, but don't feel obligated to say yes the next time either. Um, Because I've also been in that situation where um, I was subbing at a school and I knew they were low on subs. I did not want to do it. And I said, yes, anyway. And I said, well, not this time, um, but you can call me next time. And I did not have the heart the next time they called to say, no, it still doesn't work for me. And so I said, yes. And then I was miserable that whole day. I was exhausted. You know, I didn't show up as the mom and the the wife that I wanted to be. And um, so I learned like, I cannot keep saying yes, even when it's the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth time that someone's asked, if it does not feel like a a thing that is going to bring me joy in that moment. And so that's the other thing to really, really check in on is, does this bring me joy? Yes or no. And use that as your compass, use that as your guide. And like I said, it gets easier and easier the more you do it, but it can be a challenge at first because it's not something that we're used to doing. We are used to just automatically saying yes to people and giving them the support and the assistance and the resources that they need. Um, even though it depletes us. And so it's really just important to just start small. And if you can, if you don't feel like you can say no in this moment um, and you end up saying yes, after the fact, check in, notice how you were feeling in your body, notice what you were feeling about the person asking you for something. Notice what you wanted to feel instead. Um, Notice the things that you were saying about yourself in that moment. And so- um, that too can help is, you know, what is the story that you're telling about yourself in this moment for saying no? And so if you need help with this, um, I offer an emotional freedom technique workshop every month that you can come and work through the things that have you feeling overwhelmed or feeling anxious or feeling stressed out. And oftentimes this is the big one is telling people no. And so if you want more help, the next one is on November 29th at six o'clock PM Eastern standard time. I'll put the link in the show notes so that you can uh, sign up if you'd like to come and work through some of the overwhelm and the anxiety that you have with saying no to others so that you can make more room for yourself and actually show up the way that you want to be for yourself first. And then it's going to, you know, it's going to flow into others and they're going to see a difference in you. And so really it's so important that you break free from the people pleasing behavior 
so that you can um, have better relationship with others, but most importantly, yourself. And so if you, like I said, need support or guidance, come to the workshop. I'm happy to help you work through it. And I just really appreciate you taking the time to tune into another episode of One of a Kind You. So if you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share it with a friend because the more the merrier. And if you would be so kind to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it because I take the time to read all the reviews to ensure that this podcast continues to be a place of support and guidance, like really a one-stop shop, because let's face it, us ladies, we have to stick together. So thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of One of a Kind You.